Love City Arts Podcast. I'm Andre in the Flow. I wanted to create a space where artists could come together and encourage all of humanity through the arts. So welcome to that space. For more information, to follow my journey and the journey of all of our artists, visit andreintheflow.com and lovecityarts.org. Please enjoy today's episode and thanks for listening. Sophia Guchinoff is a multi-ethnic actress, performance artist, and model based in New York City. She graduated in the top 10 of her class at Marymount Manhattan College with a BFA in acting and minor in neuroscience. Sophia brings her vivacious, bold, and adventurous personality to her roles. Having rigorous training at Marymount, she developed a fine discipline for her performances and loves collaborating. You may have seen her recently co-hosting TSE Exclusive, the live stream show on hip-hop, fashion, trends, and news, or blurring the line between audience and performer and reveries, an immersive theatrical experience about dreams. In film and TV, you might have seen her starring in the short Severe Thunderstorm Warning, featured in the Culver City Film Festival, or in the film Anesthesia, directed by Tim Blake Nelson and featured at Sundance Film Festival and Tribeca Film Festival. Join me now on my conversation with Sophia Guchinoff as we discuss mindfulness in our times, making memories, finding your purpose, relating to technology, and doing the things that matter to you. Hi there and hello to everybody and welcome once again to the Love City Arts Podcast. I'm Andre in the Flow and today I'm joined by Sofia Guchinov. She's an actress, performance artist, model, and comedian based in New York City and I'm so grateful to have this wonderful conversation with her. Thanks for being on the show, Sofia. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I uh, put out this all call into the universe saying that I wanted the best, most loving, most uh, giving artist. And you were one of the ones that was hurled back to me from across the universe. And so I'm so grateful to talk to you today about love and the arts. So who are you loving and what are you loving these days? So right now I am really into loving collaboration and um i graduated school in may from uh college congrats thank you yeah i also study neuroscience so it's almost my one year post-grad anniversary in may um and i've just been actually i haven't really planned on it but i've been doing a lot of devised collaborative work and i really love it because it's about meeting new different types of artists coming together from different mediums like musicians painters um, regular actors, directors, just all kinds of different things. So I've been doing a lot of devise and experimental type theater and performance art. But this mm-hmm. month of March, I actually, um, I actually am creating my own work, and it feels great. And so I'm really happy about that. Um, so I'm really into about like you know loving yourself, taking care of yourself, and loving the art and the stuff that you're producing and working on. Yeah. Because I found um, recently like. I've been a little more selective about what I've been applying for, for auditions and, you know, 
like, do I really want to do this project? Is this something I would want to be credited for? Do I want this on my resume? But more importantly, is this going to be artistically fulfilling for my own sense of self, you know? And I just wow. want to make sure the project I'm doing are things that, like, I want to work on, that I want my name to be attached to, and more importantly, that I feel good about them. And I feel like I'm, you know, I can go to bed at the end of the day and be like, yes, I did art today, and it was great, and I'm happy to do it. Because some people do things just because they have to. And that is when you're starting out. Right, for the credit or, you know, when they're starting out. Like, you have, you do have to do student films to build your reel. Like, that's a thing. And that's no problem. But don't right. do student film that's stupid that you don't, want to, you don't want to do, you know? Right, right. Now, a lot of actors come to this conclusion later in their careers or after being out and, you know, out in it and then getting burned out. How did you come to this decision that you wanted to do work that was meaningful and that mattered to you so early on? Oh, wow. That's actually you're, – you're right about that. Um, I guess – I don't know. I was I was cast in the play. Um, when was this? Like mm, December? Yeah, I was cast in the play in December, and it seemed like a great project. Like the script was okay, but the topics I felt like they were, they were, it was all political. So it was it was very heavy political things, all current events, you know. Mm-hmm. But the play just had no sense of um, sense of structure. There was no scheduling. Like we didn't even have a proper rehearsal space. And I was like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I trying to be in this project, which is not something I want to be in? And I, like, I literally was like, you know what, I'm not a quitter. I really am committed to things. Let me give it two weeks. So I went to rehearsal for two weeks. I emailed the director. I even started to memorize my lines. Yep. And then when I was memorizing, um, I actually was memorizing in D.C. because I saw Lady Gaga in concert, which is amazing. Come through. Um, yes. So <laughs> yeah, I love her so much. I've been trying to see her in concert since day one. And I finally saw her front row, waited six hours in the winter. What? Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm crazy. It's fine. It's, you do what you do what you love, you know, for the art. Whatever. We'll, we'll, but, um, co- we'll come back to that. Uh, I, right, I want to talk, exactly. talk about Gaga with you. but Okay, so you're in the show, though. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm waiting in line in the cold for Gaga, and I'm memorizing lines for this show that I'm in, that I'm cast in. And then I'm memorizing on the long um, bus ride back to New York, and I'm just like, I don't like this script. I don't like this director. Like, I don't like anything about this. I don't want to do this anymore. So I was like, you know what? No. So I called one of my mentors from school, who was one of my acting teachers, and I talked to her about it, and she was like, yeah, it doesn't sound like you really want to do it. And the thing is, I realized, I found that if you say things out loud, it really helps you um, to understand what you're actually thinking. Yeah, it gets it from inside, outside. Literally, you don't even need someone to say anything back. You just need to say it out loud to another human with eyes. That's yes. all it is. Yes. Because then you realize you have, like, a discovery while you're speaking that how you actually feel. And you can hear it in the intonation of your voice and all of that. And it's funny. I, I've been doing more of that. Like, you know, I've been trying to listen better, and I've been trying to share my experiences with my friends. And I'll just be like, you know what? I don't even need to finish this conversation. I, am, I already know what I want to do, you know? So I was like, you know, I emailed him, and I was just like, listen, I don't really want to work on this project. Um pretty overbooked right now. Good luck. Uh, let me know when the show opens. I'd love to come see it. So I was friendly, you know, because I do want to see if it ends up going anywhere, you know, but um, I just realized it's just a waste of my time and time is something you never get back. Mm. Like it's very important to you. It's, it's a really like, like people can, can get money. You can make money. You can lose money. You can make friends. You can lose friends. You can, you know, paint a room white or you can paint a room lavender over it. You know what I mean? But with time, that's one thing in your life that is your, yours. It's the only thing in your life that's really yours. And we all have the same amount of time in a day. It's just what we choose to do with it. So I want to choose to be doing things that are, like, 
central to who I am and yes. things that I want my name to be attached to and that I feel good about and that I love doing. It's really all about love because there's a feeling like I know as an artist, I'm sure you understand this too. Like when you feel like you're doing some great work, you can feel it inside you. It's like a burning desire inside your stomach. And it's like, yes. this feels great. And it's like no other feeling in the world. You know, it's not like running. It's not like eating chocolate. It's, it's like, I can't even describe it. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me as a as a singer actor, I, I love that feeling of connecting with that internal strength and love inside me, and having it come direct connect from the inside out. Like it's just exactly. I'm, I'm in it. I'm completely engulfed um, by by the emotion and the feeling and the passion and the love of it, and then I get to like somehow sink it internal to external, and then I'm like wow, this, this is the definition of my purpose. Like I was supposed to sing this. Yes. That's, that, that's what it is. Purpose. Mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. purpose. Like, like Justin Bieber's album. Like, like who? Justin Bieber's album purpose. You know what? I, I, I see there's a, there's a pop theme going on here I, and I love it. I, I love it. I, I, I'm a big, I'm really a big fan of music. I, um, I love all different kinds of music. I'm really into hip hop too. And like, Frank Sinatra, like random people, but yeah. Okay, okay, I hear you, I hear you. There is a wisdom that that is just exuding out of you um, on the oh show God, today. Thank you so much. And I'm like wondering where, did, where, where, um, how do I formulate this question? My name means wisdom. That's funny you chose that word. Sophia, Sophia. in Greek means wisdom. Yeah. I, okay, so let's talk about your roots then. Where, where are, where, okay. where's the root system of this Sophia? also known as wisdom like wait, um, what have you always been this deep uh yeah i really i'm actually so i'm currently creating my own work performance art that's about technology and our relationship to it because i actually i have an estranged relationship with technology where, where it's like i use it because i have to use it but if i chose to not use it i really choose like yesterday i was taking the train um the subway you know and i just turned my phone off because i was like i don't i don't need it you know so I, I've always been, like, I don't know if it's because my parents had me a little later in their life or if it's because my brother is 20 years older than me, so I've been around older people. Mm. But um, I, I just, like, I really believe in having great conversations and, like, the art, literally the art of a conversation. And that's what, that's what art is, it's telling stories, you know? Like, that's what actors are. They're master storytellers. And um, whether it's yours or someone else's that wrote it, it's just, it's about, I really like to have meaningful conversations and hear people's opinions on things and talk about things, you know, I mean, people are very superficial or they've become more superficial with technology and social media. And I hate that, but I also Mm. love it where it's like, I can have a conversation with you right now and we can have a podcast because of technology and, you know, I can face my friends around the world. So yeah, I've, I grew up um, by the beach, so I I feel connected to nature. Um, (laughs) And it's hard living in New York because it's not a lot of nature, but I do go to the parks a lot. Um, but yeah, I just, I feel like it's important to who you are to know, um, to know like literally what you want to do with your life and your purpose, you know, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it sounds like that your parents are very, very supportive and like you had your older brother that was supportive and it seems from just talking to you ever so briefly now that you're, you're, you're soaking up the lessons of life as you're going along and actually kind yeah. of putting them into practice. You're not just saying, Oh, that's cute. Like I actually see that technology has a both 
giving effect and then a taking effect from our society at large. And instead of uh, just thinking about it, I'm going to actually turn my cell phone off on this train. Um, and Right. Mm. You know, Apple, like, I, I love Apple. I have an iPhone. I have a MacBook. I have an iPod. Like, I have all their products, right? Mm-hmm. But I hate them even though I love them. And that's my relationship with technology. And I think that's a lot of people's relationship with technology, whether they want to admit it or not. Because yeah. if you think about it, like Apple literally slows down our phones on purpose with updates. They make yep. the battery slower. They're like the abusive boyfriend, funny, that like you're with, you don't really, you love them, but you hate them, you have to be with them. And it keeps repeating. And then they want to offer $29 batteries. Like, excuse me? No. Right. Uh, well, so, that is that is until you create some type of boundary, which it sounds like you've done with that right. boyfriend. You're like, you're going to stop yeah, talking. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, don't, I, I don't like have... to put my phone on airplane mode a lot when I'm memorizing lines or you know, like yesterday, I was supposed to um, have a nice day with my friends and get brunch. Funny enough, I don't really do that a lot. But I was like, whatever. So mm-hmm. we were going to do that. And then um, my girlfriend's, she actually, she slept through our alarm clock. So I ended up going there and not, not staying. I went somewhere else. But I, like, had a few hours where I was like, wow, this is, like, time where I can actually, like, not have to be somewhere and have to be back-to-back rushing New York City, you know, lifestyle so I just walked to the park and I like put my phone away and it was just, it was so nice just to like not be so connected. They call it connected. It's funny, the word social network connected, but, um, but it's actually the opposite was, thereof, right? I know there's a really great spoken word, um, that I watched on Google on YouTube recently. I can send it to you or you can publish or whatever. I don't know. Um, and it's Dude. this guy who wrote a poem about technology and, it kind of, I didn't, I didn't, I watched it after I started my rehearsal process, but it's funny because uh, it kind of is like directly related to what I'm doing right now and how I feel about technology. Mm, mm. And I know, I know a lot of people do feel this way. They just are afraid to say it. People are afraid to say like, you know, I hate cell phones because people are like, oh, you're, you're don't, you're not like in with the times, but it's no, you're in with the times. You just, it's okay to acknowledge things that are in your life that you don't like, but you also know that they have to be there and that you can manage how you relate to them, you know? Yeah. So I want to back up a little bit to this concept. Uh, Well, it's not really a concept. It's something that we all have on these, you know, um, uh, cell phones and these mobile devices, airplane mode. Um, When you go into airplane mode on the train, sometimes I even go into airplane mode, like in my life where I have, where I push my internal button and I go, no, I cannot go to that party. No, I cannot go to that potluck. No, I cannot show up to this event or that event. I'm going to like push airplane mode. What do you find in airplane mode on the train or in those moments of stillness in your life? That's, that's different than other times. Like, what do I find when I'm not connected on the cell phone that I wouldn't have if I was? Yeah. When you push airplane mode on your train of choice, Uh where do you go? What do you feel? I feel the most present in the moment that I ever feel at any point in my life when I have put things away, you know, mm-hmm. like take it's... headphones out, just, just listen to the sounds. I mean, New York is so loud, but mm-hmm. like if you just take out your headphones and walk around, like I walked from the East village to the West village yesterday cause I was going to a different park and, um, I was like, Oh, I can choose to play music right now and put in my headphones, but you know, I really don't want to. And, it's really nice out, so, like, I got to hear the birds, and yesterday on the train, I mean, it's just the train, but I didn't hear anything that was, like, oh, amazing, you know, it's just stand clear of the closing doors, but the thing is, is that when I was on the train, like, it was just nice to 
to just not, like, you know, be a robot with your headphones in, trying to avoid eye contact with whoever's in front of you. So I feel like I just become more present in the moment because, I mean, I uh, I, I did a theater program in Greece this summer. Oh, wow. Um, one year lead the company. It was really cool. We lived in the Greek mountains, and that was amazing. And I think it changed me in a way where, um, I mean, I've always loved nature. I grew up, I told you, at the beach, so nature's always been part of my life. But being so far removed in a little, like, village, basically a village, like, the, pe- the place is eight people um, population throughout the year. And then their population in the summer because of hiking and everything. But we lived in the wow. Greek mountains in a place called Zagorohoria, um, border of uh, Albania. And the Wi-Fi was horrible. Like, we only had Wi-Fi in one part of our house, and we only used it, you know, because you don't have an international. I didn't have a phone number. I just used my phone. Yeah. So I only had it like in the morning and at night, but our schedule was so back to back that we we didn't really have time to like really like you know be on our phones. And we also have this thing where we meditated every day for twenty minutes. And um, there we go. I knew there was a mindfulness piece in here. I didn't want to. I didn't want to call it prematurely. That was okay. I knew well, there was I, a mindfulness piece in this. I could. I could feel it. I, I actually. Could... I don't. I. I'm so bad. I cannot. I cannot say I'm good. I did not. I have not been doing it. But I. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> No, no, no. Okay. I've been, I haven't been doing it, but I've been doing things that are like indirectly implementing the things I've learned from it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Oh yeah, I can like, hear it. Mm-hmm. Like my meditation isn't me sitting in a room doing nothing, staring or sitting. Right? It's me turning off my phone and me taking out my headphones or or like walking and just trying to breathe in the air. You know what I mean? It's, I have my own way of doing it because the whole, the, honestly, the sitting down thing, it's nice, but it, it just, I can't. It didn't really. Um, not, it's well, not something I can really explain. But that's yeah, just I, me. Other people can I do mean, it, and that's great. Mm-hmm. I feel like the market but, isn't cornered in any way on mindfulness. I think that, that the people who are so austere in their practice and said you must sit for 60 minutes every day until you know the knowledge right. of all of the universe comes to you, this is the way, um, I, I, I call bullshit. Um, because... Yeah, I think that too. Because mm-hmm. as an artist, our schedules, like we don't have schedules. So for us to commit to a something every single day like it's, it's basically impossible i mean you know what i mean yeah 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 yeah. so you're in greece you're sitting for 20 minutes or at least attempting to do so which is cool and then what happens yeah. um we just it was just about being with nature and we were created we created a theater piece with estrada we literally did it in greek it was pretty amazing that um like we learned greek i don't know how i like i didn't learn fluent greek but like we did a play in Greece. I, I still blows my mind. And they do wow. it every year with regular American kids who come, not kids, like, you know, young people, come mm-hmm. and, like, know nothing. And then they're just like, yeah, we're going to learn Greek and do a play. And, but, and the thing is, is that we're in the mountains. We're without, we we're with technology, but in a limited sense. And um, I just feel like people need to understand. I feel like humans are meant to be connected to the earth. Because if you think about it, I mean, I also study neuroscience in school, so I know about science. And the thing is, is that like photosynthesis, you know, how plants live and yeah. our respiration, they're reverse reactions. So we actually, you know, we breathe out carbon dioxide, plants breathe in that and they breathe out oxygen, we breathe in oxygen. So plants are our life source. And if we like understand that we should take care of the earth and recycle, you know, I mean, only one, you can't, well, as one person, you can't save the world, but you can make an impact, you know? Yeah. So, if you understand that the earth is literally like how you stay alive and the trees, you, there's nothing without trees. And if you spend some time just to be in a park or, you know, in the mountains or a beach, whatever, it's 
I think you become closer to yourself and more connected, you know what I mean? And even exercising, I feel like, is really important. I, mental health is a huge thing now. I feel like we need to discuss it more with the whole gun control laws and everything. Absolutely. But, um, Absolutely. I think I think that if people understood that, like, physical health and mental health are, like, interwoven, mm-hmm. people would understand. Like, because America is a very unhealthy country in terms of what we eat, in terms of, like, you know, habits. exercise. And if people go against the traditional American ideas of, like, burgers, fries, I feel like it can help you have a more positive outlook on life and, you know, be with nature and everything. Because, like, bigger is better, you know, industrialization, everything like that. Right. But, I mean, there are good things about America also, you know. But, um, yeah, I feel like people need to be more with nature and less technology or just put a boundary on it. Right. I mean, I found that when I um, align myself with a positive mental state, it starts to ripple out into all of my actions and everything yeah. that I say. I mean, it, it just, yeah, keeping my mind, um, and it sounds really lofty to say in alignment, but just kind of drinking my water, eating whole foods, um, really yeah. um, chilling on the negative self-talk and like allowing myself to find positive alternatives. It, it may not seem like much in the um, it, it in, in small doses, but over time, it all adds up. you who are you loving these days we've talked about what you love who are you loving um like media people or just like what oh i mean who it, it could be anyone it could be someone oh okay sure um well i love god i believe in god um okay so... what is what when you say god what do you what are you what are you talking about um so my dad is actually a buddhist my mom is catholic and i was okay. raised catholic yeah i was raised catholic so i do believe in jesus but I do acknowledge the Buddha, like I respect Buddha, and like I understand, you know, the, the everything, all the religions are the same. It's just, it's all the same. It's like, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's all one big so, one. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I believe in Jesus. I respect, you know, all that. Um, but who am I loving? Uh, I mean, I love my niece. I have a little 11-year-old niece. Um, I, I, I look, I really love Rihanna. <laughs> She's one of my, uh, like, idols, I guess you could say. I love her because... I actually met her in seventh grade. She was really funny. I love her. Ah. Where, 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 were you? where were you when you met Rihanna? My mom and I played hooky, and we went to Macy's Herald Square, and she was selling umbrellas, and I got her autograph, and I got to meet her. Oh, I was in seventh grade. When, that, when they were doing that. Under my umbrella. Yeah, it was, it was right after she cut her hair. Good Girl Gone Bad album. It was literally right after. <laughs> okay, um, yes. And I, I met her. She told me I was funny, and I was like, ah, oh, thank you, Rihanna. I love her. But um, I love Rihanna because I like that um, she doesn't give a fuck about anything. She doesn't mm-hmm. care about. She doesn't care what people think of her. Or at least she she implement she exudes this uh, attitude. She yes. does what she wants. She makes what she wants. She has literally started her own business empire. She calls it like she she's gonna make her own lingerie. She just came out with that. Um, she has Fenty Beauty. She has the Puma line. I just love that she's like a strong businesswoman. She she did not have an easy upbringing, you know. Um, 
her dad was a crack addict. Um, she she came here. She's not American, which is cool because it really shows how much she loves to be in our country because I feel like Americans take a lot for granted. So when someone who's an immigrant comes and they make a name for themselves, it really makes it important because it's like it reminds Americans, it reminds me at least, that like this is my country. I should be doing everything and more also, just like everyone else can come here for opportunity, you know? So I, yeah. I really respect that. Um, I just, I think she's beautiful. Like I love her music. But, yeah, I really love her. I think she's great um, because of those reasons. I do love Cardi B. I think she's so funny. Now, tell me about this love, this love that people have with with Cardi. I don't know anything about her beyond you know what I've seen in. Um... Yeah, I read about her. So <clears throat> my friend actually used to know her because uh, she's from the same area um, of New York. But she, the thing, the thing I like about these people is that they don't care about um, stupid shit. Like they, they like that. Um, they can they can say what they want and they can do what they want and I think people would like that Cardi B is just literally herself. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Authenticity. Right. Yeah, it's about being real. Like she's not having a mask where it's like, oh, this is my music mask. This is my Instagram mask. Oh, this is my I'm getting interviewed mask. She's literally just herself, and that's what I love. And I had to do an exercise actually. It reminds me um, for acting class a year ago where. Some people as actors, I'm sure you know about this, um, or as artists even, whatever, they'll they'll have, like, they'll come into the room and they'll do their part, their type, whatever, and then they'll come out and they'll, they'll, they'll act different. And that's, some people are just like that. It's weird. Like, they'll have their actor persona and they'll have their regular persona. I don't mm. know. I never understood that. That's a thing. It's like an actual thing. Like, people who are normally nice can play really mean roles, and they always get cast as mean roles because people just see them as mean in the acting world, but in the real world, they're, like, nice people. I don't yes. understand, but I know that we had to do an exercise where we had to ask three people to describe traits about us. We had to ask a stranger that literally knows nothing about us. We had to ask our best friend, and we had to ask um, an acquaintance. So I asked, like, a work acquaintance, I asked my best friend, and I asked some guy on the subway, literally. Yeah. Um, and they had to describe traits, and all the traits that these people gave me were actually the same. And I told my acting teacher we had to share it. And she was like, wow, that's really, that's, that's funny because that means that you're presenting yourself the same in all of parts of your life. And I was like, oh, that's great. That's uh-huh. what I want to do. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to hide who I am. I mean, naturally, you are going to act different on a job interview than how you are when you're drinking out with your friends, obviously. Right. But right. Of like regular life activities, like a stranger on the subway, you know what I mean? And my best friend, I thought that was good because I'm presenting the best self in the same way that Rihanna and Cardi B and other people who have made names themselves and actually have talent, like are, are being true to who they are presenting their best self and not trying to like live in a facade of who they are. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people who, you know, aren't as, some people are insecure, which is, you know, naturally I'm insecure about certain things. Of course, it's naturally, you know, being an artist, being a female, whatever. But um, I think, it's easy, it's very tempting for people and easy for people to fall into these, like, fake versions of themselves. Yeah. Because I know, like, I've been into people before, I'm like, wow, you're doing so great, I see you're doing all these things on, like, Facebook, I'm so happy for you, whatever, and they're like, oh, I'm, like, oh, I was just having a boyfriend, like, someone's boyfriend, I was like, wow, you guys look so happy together, how's it going? And then, like, the person I was talking to was like, oh, uh, I hate him, he's so, like, there's all these problems. <laughs> yeah, so you peel, you peel back the layers of the onion, and you're, and it's like, um, oh, 
this is like the truth right. behind the facade that is social. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, it's normal to have like, you know, negativity and like, you know, life is not easy. And being an artist is like, I think is the hardest thing ever. Yeah. You know, I yeah. do do psych research and I'm pursuing my neuro. And I got hired at this hospital, Memorial Sloan Kettering. It's the, one of the best cancer hospitals. And I didn't take it. And, um, cause I'm an artist and I can't work nine to five, but yeah. like, I've actually realized being in school, taking classes that were acting in science and seeing, doing things in science, doing things in acting, and literally being an artist is way harder than brain science. I can say that. Like, well, based based on the, 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 you're like, fight me about this. Like, like, explain in what ways? Well, I mean, I don't like how people think that artists are not intelligent. Artists are the most intelligent people in the world. You know Speak what I mean? Like, I just have people be like, oh, why are you pursuing art and not pursuing the science? Like, you can be making money. And I was like, yes, I know that possibility is there. It will always be there. I'm not concerned. The thing is, is that I want to feel good and love what I'm doing and love my life. Yeah. So I'm not going to do something that's shitty that I'm not happy with. Because a lot of people, they'll do things and they'll make their money and they'll, they'll, they'll have a check or whatever, but then they're not happy. And it's like, I'd rather struggle for money, be happy, than be rich and be miserable. Word. Where, yeah, you know? that really, yeah, wow, yeah, that really resonates with me. Hmm? Yeah, being an artist is, you have to literally know yourself in a way that you have to brand yourself, market yourself, put yourself out there, do all these little things that nobody sees you do. People just think acting is just memorizing lines. No, it's not. You have to self-submit, build your website, network, yep. cards, postcards, headshots, resumes, meet and greets, cast, you know, everything you can imagine that you can't, you can't put in like, oh, this is what I've been doing kind of category, you know, because it's naturally what you have to be doing. You have to be your own boss, and you have to set your own schedule, and yep. you have to create your own structure. And as an artist, with people, you know, aren't really into structure, it's funny. It's, it's like kind of contradictory. You have to create your own structure in a world where there is no structure. Yep. And um, like to manage yourself and be your best boss and your best self is to be an artist, I think. And it's, it's hard, but I mean the the feeling of the whole uh, what would, uh, was it called uh, um, purpose. That feeling that is what keeps us going and makes us want to keep doing this and love it and wake up every. You know what I mean? Yeah, it totally makes it worth it. Totally. So what is your life's mission? You're doing all of these um, headshots and demo reels and resumes and all this stuff to fulfill. Uh, it sounds like some, some mission, uh, maybe perhaps even a divine mission. Like what is that for you? Um, well, I want people to understand my brand as an actor, like who I am, you know, how I'm perceived, all that. But I guess, yeah. In the long term, my goal, I made some goals when I went to college and decided to go to school at Marymount in New York and pursue acting and science. And um, my one goal was to be a working actor. Like, you know what I mean? Like to just constantly be booking, constantly be, I, I made a thing since I graduated 
that I would act every day or do something creative or art-related every single day, whether wow. it's an audition, whether it's a self-tape, whether it's going to a play or doing a voiceover submission or something. And I've actually, like, been pretty good about doing it, you know what I mean? Because like, the thing is, that's what makes me alive and makes me happy, and that's my divine mission, to just create art and feel happy about what I'm doing, um, yeah. I guess you could say. So to have that one thing and try to do it every day is really important. And, like, I mean, yeah, it's hard. Like, you know, you can't always do it. But, I mean, to have a little, not ritual, but, like, something that you know will make you happy and to do it, that's that's really center, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, tell me about a time when you were, where you were perhaps knocked down and had to get back up from a challenge in your life. It could be related to the artistry um, or just related to something. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually the first one in my family to uh, go to college or whatever. Um, so I, I, um, I actually paid my way through school and everything. So I, I worked two jobs in high school. Um, started working when I was 14 so that I could pay and for the applications and have enough money to spend uh, in New York because New York is literally so expensive. I still don't understand yes. why. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. I really will never understand it, but it's okay because um, we're here. I don't know how anyone lives in New York, to be honest with you. I don't live within my means. Nobody lives within their means. I don't make enough money to, like, do the things I do, but somehow, I don't know how I do it, but somehow Miracles. all of us New Yorkers, somehow, I, this... somehow we, we New Yorkers, we make it work in a way that no one else in the world does, I feel like, and it's funny because mm-hmm. it's like we're all struggling working eight jobs. Yes, Lord. Yet we still live in the 212 somehow. I don't understand. But, um, yeah, so I, I decided I wanted to go to college, and um, I got scholarships and everything, but I still have a lot of loans, of course. Um, yep. So the challenge was how will I support myself to go to school and make a life, you know, and have a career. And I, um, I worked a lot in high school and I still went to class and everything. And then in college, my goal, I had a goal that first semester where I would not work. So I could just get immersed in the culture and understand it all, whatever. And the second semester, you know, I got a job, everything. And then I worked throughout college. And, um, yeah, but the challenge was how will I make money? How will I support myself at 17 in New York? And, you know, my goal is to stay in New York when I graduate, which I'm here. I mean, LA is always an option, but, like, you know, I'm here right now. Yeah. And the goal is to like, you know, how will I do this? And it was challenging because like I went to school where there's a lot of um, rich white kids. Mm-hmm. Then there's some poor kids that are part of this um, thing called He Up. It's part of the city. They um, help uh, low-income families get to college, which is great. So it was it was diverse, but it wasn't crazy diverse. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so it was hard to, you know, like go to class, work, not go out for a party, a college party, or, you know, say, hey, I really can't see you right now. Sorry, I have to get to work. I, you know, my schedule's crazy, you know. So it, the challenge was managing my time and knowing what's more important, like, you know, long-term, long-term, but also having those moments where it's like, no, you deserve this. You should have some fun, you know, or you should not work today. Like, t- don't take that shift, you know. So um, what helped you yeah, make that decision? I don't uh, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but it sounds like you, you saw you 
you're big, it sounds like, on goal setting and kind of keeping your focus yeah, laser sharp. And I hear that repetitive theme that, like, even though you have a multi, like all of these jobs and even though you have, um, you know, to make all of these sacrifices, you still seem to set goals all the time. Yeah, I do. And stay focused I, I, on I, it. Yeah, I think it's important. Um, I read some studies in high school where it was like, if you set goals and write them down on a piece of paper, not on your phone, not think of them, actually write them down in paper and a pen, you're more likely to um, pursue them. Mm. And um, I do that. I actually do that. I have a resolution every year. I do a New Year's resolution. Um, I have, I have really hard to stick to it, but I have it. I actually, this year, I posted it on my fridge so that I would look at it all the time. Yeah. Um, Constant reminder. So I actually, I, yeah, I looked at it actually today just to remind myself, like, you know, it's about to be April. What am I doing? It's like the first quarter of the year, whatever. That's right. That's right. Um, so, you know, I just, I think it's important to have a goal and know how you're going to achieve it. But it's not always about achieving the goal. This is, this is actually a Rihanna. Um, Rihanna talks about this a lot in interviews and stuff, how it's not about the end result. It's about um, the process. And a lot of rappers talk about this. Nas has a quote. It's actually for a Hennessy ad, believe it or not. It's in Times Square. Okay. Uh, it's like off Times Square. It's kind of on the corner. It's kind of hidden, but I've always seen it, funny enough. And it says, the further I get, the further I want to go. And that's kind of like my life motto I've, I've picked up. Um, I first saw when I moved to New York, and I was like, wow, that's really cool. Nas like, pretty cool, you know? So I was like, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think it's important to know that you want to achieve things, but it's more important to understand the process and it's about the journey and it's not always, and that sounds corny, but it really is because some people they'll, they'll be doing things and doing things and doing things to like get to the top, get to the top. And then they like have their whole life pass by them in the process. And they're like, wow, what do I do now? You know? And it's important to know that like you got to take your time and, you know, take care of yourself and understand yourself and, it's never to live in the moment and understand that like, you know, it's not always about the end goal. Yes. It's good to look forward for like the finish line, but it's about the process. Cause you learn more in the process. Like I've developed a very hard work ethic um, for myself because I've had to work with money wise, but um, like I've learned more about how it's not long shifts or, you know, getting being tired. It's more about seeing what the goal is, and when you when you like, we're gonna get down. When I'm really tired, like I just remember, like, oh, this is gonna be great. Like, I I had to um save a lot of money before I went to Greece. I actually got a scholarship to go, which was like a miracle this right. summer. And I um I decided I would like just work like a full like two weeks straight, like three weeks in June right before I left. Um, so that I could have enough money to spend. And I decided that I would do it in like weird ways where I literally took, it sounds crazy, I'm, I'm crazy, it's fine. I took five <laughs> flights. I took literally five flights over two days to get to Athens so I could save money. And it was so, it was like it was like $500 cheaper. And that's a lot of money. That's so a lot like, of money um, for an actor. I, mm -hmm. Right. So it was a lot of money. And I was like, you know what? Let me save that money. So let me, let me not get sleep for two days. Just two days, not the bad. Let me not get sleep for two days. Let me take the five trips, do the whole luggage thing, travel a little bit, annoyingly, but whatever, so that I can have that extra $500 to spend it on an experience. So with the extra money that I used through my, like, um, budget traveling ways, whether it was taking a later air uh, flight, like, through the night or whatever, because some mm -hmm. people are less likely to take them, you know, mm -hmm. I could do that um, so that I have enough money to spend there, and I could do it fun, fun things. Like, I don't know, I went to... I went to this. I went to Mykonos with the girls I met in the program, 
and we went to this club called Cabo Paradiso. Okay. And it, I didn't know about it until I went. We, it was one of the locals. I like to talk to the locals. One of the locals um, told us about it, and she t- it's like literally it's rated one of the best clubs in, in the entire world. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know about this. Like, what? Because I like to dance and have fun, you know, and, like let loose sometimes, you know. But we went, and it was literally 60 euros to get in. That did not include one drink, not one drink. Holy moly. Euros, it's about like $90, $85, something like that, the exchange rate. But we were like, you know what? When else are we going to be here? This is a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. We just did a show in Greece. Like, we need to we need to do this. We have to do this. We you got to celebrate that type of stuff. Literally, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so I was like, this is the kind of experience that I want to spend my money on. I don't want to spend money on a stupid Mercedes Benz. No, that's materialistic. That thing goes away. I want to spend, I want to spend my money on memories. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. So I did that, and it was great. And then I did, I did buy a bathing suit that was expensive, but I was like, you know what, this is, this is nice. I can use this. You know what, let, you know, let yeah. me live a little bit. Let me just splurge a little bit. Right, and looking back at it now, like when I was working a long shift at work or when I was like so dead, tired, falling asleep on the train, and it's like, no, that little sacrifice that I made in June, well, it was a big sacrifice, but whatever, that was so worth it for the experience that I had, you know? Yep. I think I think it's good to um, to know like those. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Like looking at the goal, knowing it when you're feeling down, just reminding yourself. Like when you go to an audition, like I have an audition actually um, today. Like it's about just it's always a great opportunity. You, you know, you know, I don't want to look at auditions as like oh they're probably going to say no. I mean, yes, they are probably going to say no all the time, but that was an opportunity for me to act for the day. You know, for you to stand in your joy. Right. I'm, I'm doing my little art thing that I have every day, you know? So it's me, it's me getting that. It's also, you know, getting your name out there, having a headshot, making connections. But it's more about showing your work and being able to say, hey, I filled my uh, purpose today, you know? I love it. Well, I thank you for sharing the fulfillment of your purpose with me and also with the listeners today. Where can they find your work that you've uh, done in the past and also what's upcoming for you? Sure. I'm going to be publishing some scenes and some short, waiting for footage. You know how it is. Always yep. trying to get footage. <laughs> knocking on people's doors, sliding in those DMs. Hey, what happened to that film we made 10 years ago? Oh, Bro, okay. I know I, I know you were there. I know I was there. Like what? <laughs> right, exactly. Funny. It's annoying. But, um, yeah, so you can find me on uh, my website. But I have social media. As I talk about how much I hate it, I still use it. And I still do half love it. it, it it's it. tools. But, it's tools. Um, What's, what's your website? So is, yeah, I'm going to tell you. So my name, um, it's my website, www, I don't know if you still do that, dot S-O-P-H-I-A-G-U-T as in Tom, C-H-I-N as in Nancy, O-V as in Victor, dot com, SophiaGuchinoff.com. Um, I'm on social media. I have Facebook. It's my name. I have Instagram, just my name. Um, and yeah, so, you know, I don't know, whatever, like, follow yeah, they should, me. They should me. go and I'm, check you I, out. I know. Yeah, it's I, all, love, it's, I love collaborating and talking. I want to collaborate so with you. Like I've, I've been, my yeah, wheels have been love turning during this call, and I'm like, how can we like do like some singing, acting, movement kind of? You know, we'll we'll talk about yeah. it later. But like, no, uh, it I've, great. I've got I've got some ideas. Okay, um, great. I'm excited. But yeah, yes. for the listeners, totally um, find me, message me. Like I I do respond. Some people are like, 
oh, I'm just going to leave them on red. What's the point of that? I, don't, I hate when people don't respond to them. Who says that? My pet peeve. So, um, yeah, I love talking to people, hearing people's stories, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, like. So fill in a couple of blanks. For, I can't wait. Um, fill in a couple of blanks for me. Uh, and then, oh, yeah, let's see. Um, love is blank. The first word I thought of is love. Just love is love. I don't know love if that's is, okay. No, it is. It is. Joy is blank. Happiness. I don't know. They're all synonymous. I don't know if I'm good at this, but okay, we'll try it. Keep going. No, no, no. I mean, well, the truth is that these are more things we feel as artists so deeply more than like talk about. You know, these are. Okay, got you. Know, you know, sure. I, that's how I feel. But but these are not my feeling of blanks. These are yours. So it's great. Yeah. Um, free, freedom is. Mm, that's a hard one. Uh, uh, freedom. I think freedom is like owning yourself. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It does because a lot of the actors and and family members and people that you aspire to be like in your life seem to have acquired this level of an ownership of themselves and an authenticity within that ownership. And so that makes total sense that that's written to you, Sophia. And I thank you so much for being here. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Yes. I know. Like, I like I can't wait. I feel so good. Like. Right now, I'm like, wow, this is so cool. It's the whole point of the project, and I really hope that it continues. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I want to invite you to like, share, comment, and tweet about this episode. Your comments help me to make this podcast the best that it can be and continue to share the love. Don't forget to pass this episode on to someone that you may know that might need an extra pick-me-up as well. Also, feel free to visit lovecityarts.org. We've got more episodes, monthly giveaways, upcoming in-person events, uplifting blogs, and a book club on the way. Love City exists to uplift artists, the ones that love them, and the inner creative genius in us all. Thanks so much for listening and stay tuned for another uplifting episode from the Love City Arts Podcast.